Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Shay Schaefer. And the Average Joe Theology Show is a show where a couple of average guys get together in their church basement and talk about God. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. That's about it. (laughs) Okay. So we've been off for a couple weeks. Levi is fired up. Thanks to Chase. What? We're having COVID. (laughs) Yep. Dude, it's his fault. Oh my gosh. I've been fine the whole time. <laughs> you were about, strep about killed you. I had strep throat. You about killed Thanks you. Thanks to Chase. <laughs> no, I'm being dramatic. Oh my gosh. Dude, COVID did actually almost kill yes. me. Chase my had uncle, the COVID. So, okay. The hot COVID. It's really funny. My uncle, the whole time that I've had COVID, uh, but that, I, basically, I've never had it. And so, this whole time of my life that like COVID's been around, I'm like, dude, I just can't get it. I'm like, I just don't, I'm not getting it. <laughs> I, I've done, I've been around people who've had it. I've been, I've mm-hmm. talked to so many people that have had it like face to face, never gotten it. And I was basically like, ah, eh, it's not a big deal. And then I got it. Well, apparently I can't get it. Well, don't say Cause it. I drank after you while you actively had it I and did still didn't get it. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but here's the thing. I did that with I my brother. A similar situation, but and you, I didn't get it either. No, no, no. I'm telling you now, be very world. humble I'm because just, yeah, I'm just be kidding. Careful. I obviously know I could get the I, No, I was cocky about it. And then my uncle, I got it and I came into work Thursday and I was like, and like I looked like death, and my uncle's like, "Are you gonna repent now for not for not taking it seriously?" Whenever you, like he's like he's like God has done this on purpose to humble you, and like he's and then the whole time I had it, I was just like struggling, and my brother and my uncle were fine, and I was like struggling, <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, "Have you re- have you sat down and repented for you, for oh you gosh. being so cocky about you can't get it and you can't get it and." So I was yeah, I'm obviously joking. I could totally get the virus, but I did yes. think that was interesting. That, that was, I didn't get well, it, you know, and I, I got strep throat. That's what's crazy. Me that's and my brother, weird. the day my brother got it um, months ago, I drank after him. I I was I was hanging out with him. I was with him for like six seven hours. I did not get it, and then my whole family, like I'm not kidding, like twenty of us got it. Wow. Yeah, and and I was the only one that didn't, and I was just like, I'm immune. COVID is wild, dude. Dude, so, like, honestly, how was, it moves and how it affects different people is like crazy. Because like you yeah. have people who say like, I was I kissed them or they drank after them, and I'm like, I'm fine. But then other people like yeah. they brush up against each other and they're like, it's like they got the plague. COVID. It's weird yeah. how that works. But yeah, yeah, I was about to go out to to uh, Gay Street and get you some. Ramen and bring it to your house. Ramen? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I would have probably cried, dude. From, I was uh, like, I was going to. I was then, I, then I was like, hey, you need anything in here? Like, no, my family's like, got me all kinds of food. They did. Oh, they right. He's like, don't stuff. be nice to me. Yeah. I, don't oh leave off. I just didn't. I, I feel bad whenever people do that stuff. But I'm, yeah, I'm so not a works of. Um, what, 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 acts of service. Acts right. of service. Show and love. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Ramen. Lo- Le- Levi doesn't li- like it. Don't listen to his opinion. It's the best. If you're around this area, go to Sutri's. Um, what we should have done. Is we I mean, it was good him. ramen. I'm just not a big ramen We should have pranked yeah. him and just went to like Kroger and got like a 25 cent pack of ramen and like made a bowl <laughs> and been like, hey, we got this from Sutri's. And he'd then he'd like, eat oh, it and he'd be like, so dude, good. this is so good. I'm so glad you got me Sutri's. But like, I would look at that and I'd be like, <laughs> this is me, beneath me. Caught me 25. Would, no, it cost me 25 no, 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 no. I can you make it know just the like the no, you, you would not yeah, know the difference. I could chop up the, I could make up the egg and put it in there. You would not know the carrots, dude. Put some Cheetos we'll put some down in there. in there. You wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, nope. you wouldn't know. Nope. nope. You would not know. I You're promise. Lying. 
I okay. could do a, I could do a blind taste test. Sutrus is good. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't see this as me insulting Sutrus, but I'm saying we could. You would not have no idea. Right, I mean, whatever. yeah, we're not insulting Sutrus at all. We're just Solid saying rum. that the 25 cent from the grocery store are better. It's about the same. And it's a lot cheaper. Just stop. Just stop. It's, it's like ten dollars cheaper <laughs> for one bowl. If anybody is listening to this, they know I am the food person. No. no. All right. Okay. Well, we're back finally. Um, I mean, so that's yeah, a great thing. Exactly. So it's yeah, that's why we didn't record for a while because uh, we had some sickness going around. We were down and out, and we don't like doing it unless all three of us can be here. So for real, it's just know. not the same. It is. That's true. Yeah. It's a weird dynamic. We just there's like a lot of silence, and we like awkwardly stare at each other. And so yeah, <laughs> it's a lot better when all three of us are here. So I mean, we're me back. and you could do it, just me and you, because that's how we started. Yeah, like, we Chase don't really just need butted Chase. his way in here, so like we're good. I did butt my way in. You and me are good, but like this guy. <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> uh, yes. So I'm just kidding. That's why we didn't record, but we're back. Um, we back. And so we're continuing our study of Genesis. We're behind now. Uh, yeah, we not are. really behind, but um. So today we're covering Genesis chapter 36 and 37. So you, listener, okay, if you're listening in your car, too bad. Pull over and get out your Bible, okay? If you're listening at your house, sit down, get out your Bible, okay? Get out your Bible and read Genesis chapter 36, chapter 37 right now. Great. Mm, okay. So good, good job. So I'm good. so proud of you. All those genealogy, like everybody, dude, the I, best. I know. I hope you underlined a lot. <laughs> I sure did. Wrote notes in the margins. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on. Okay, so let's get into it then. So first of all, Genesis chapter 36. So once more, we're picking up here um, after God and Jacob have come to terms with each other, right? Jacob mm-hmm. wrestled God, and Again. so they've come to terms together. And then and then we saw him we saw him follow God over to to and then be blessed and, and be renamed Israel. Then we saw Rachel and Isaac die and pass away and then now in genesis 36 we take a switch kind of and mm-hmm. and we look and evaluate esau and his descendants so remember um we had isaac have two sons jacob and esau mm-hmm. right like back in a couple chapters ago right yeah. handful of chapters ago and then we talked about esau and jacob a little bit where jacob stole the birthright jacob got the blessing all that kind of stuff yeah. um and so so then he goes away um, so, so then he runs away because he thought Esau was going to kill him. And since then, we've kind of followed Jacob's side of the story because mm-hmm. Jacob was a child of the promise. That's what we read about in the New Testament, as Paul kind of elaborates that in Romans 9. Um, so now we're coming back to evaluate Esau and his descendants and his side of the thing. So it starts out in chapter 36. These are the generations of Esau, that is Edom. So, um, first of all, I just want to talk about that. I found it interesting. You know, Edom means um, red, just as Esau's name means red. Interesting that he came out the womb red, and also that um, he sold his birthright for some red stew. Okay, so Hmm. there's a lot of this stuff that that goes along with um, Esau and the people of Edom, and and Edom and Israel is recognized later on um, in Malachi and in Romans and, and different things like that. So uh, we see that this nation of Edom comes from Esau and his descendants. Do you have something to add, Chase? Yeah, basically, I mean, uh, we see, too, where basically in in verse 6, where it says, Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the members of his household, his livestock, and all his beasts, and his property that he acquired in the land of Canaan. 
he went to a land away from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too great for them to dwell together. And the land of the sojourners could not support them because of their livestock, so Esau settled in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom, it says. And so I've, I found that basically God's providence, that along all of this, God is obviously in putting his what his plan is in action. Mm-hmm. He's moving Esau away. He's, being, he's moving him away from his brother because we know that basically Jacob is, you know, he's the person that is going to grow. This is the beginning basically of the massive growth that we're going to see in the rest of Genesis. Um, And so with Malachi 1, though, it's just kind of crazy where if you go to Malachi 1 in verse 2, it says, I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, how have you loved us? It is not Esau, Jacob's brother, declares the Lord. Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. I have laid waste his his hill country and left his heritage to jackals of the desert. If Edom says we are shattered, but we will rebuild the ruins, the Lord of hosts said, they may build, but I will tear down, and they will be called the wicked country, and the people with whom the Lord is angry forever. So th- basically, God's providence here is being seen, the beginning of it. That's mm-hmm. what this whole entire Esau descendants thing, that's why 36 is so important, because we see this nation being built up around these people. Yeah. But, and, and like, you know, you just see how, how big and how large they get with how many people, and, and there's chiefs that grow from from Esau's descendants. And we see that this massive wave of people that are being created in God's providence, that he does not choose them right. as his people. He is basically setting up his plan to be used in the future, to be destroyed by God, to show his power. Right. And that's what I see in, in, in a passage like this, because you read it and you're like, the son of this, the son of that, the wife had this, the chiefs bore this. But like, yeah, it seems monotonous. See. It does. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I mean, we're not, there's not really a whole lot to talk about in 36, to be honest, except that there's just a lot of people that God is setting up for destruction to show his power through them where he is completely just and yes. able to do so. And, and I love that. And I, mean, I, I found it interesting too. Um, something I noticed is, in verse 31, it talks about these are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the Israelites. So you read that, and you're like, okay, so so Edom had kings, whoop, big whoop, right? But like, think about this from an Israelite perspective. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think as Christians or as people who seek good, um, and sometimes you hear people rebut talking about God, like, if, if God exists, why do evil people succeed or why do evil people prosper? Right. So like, Mm -hmm. um, as Christians, oftentimes it just seems like people who are so evil and corrupt prosper here on earth. Um, and I think that's what it's pointing out. Like from the Israelite perspective, there's still sojourning people that are living in tents and moving around and moving, have not yet inherited the land of Canaan, have not yet, um, been truly formed, right? They're still sojourners. They're still moving. Yet Mm -hmm. we see Edom, the people who God has not chosen to inherit the promise, now establishing kingdoms yeah, and having right. kings and looking successful. They're not they have land that is theirs. They're formed. They mm-hmm. they have cities. They have kingdoms. And so from the Israel Israelite perspective, that may seem um troubling. Like why are these people or unfair being blessed, mm-hmm. you know, with riches? Why are they prospering? Right. Why while we are sojourning and living in tents and 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 being herdsmen and mm-hmm. so on and so forth and i think there's some principle behind that right that that these people as you as you have pointed out in malachi in god's providence are not his chosen people 
mm-hmm. um, to work through. Mm-hmm. So, so <clears throat> all that they're ever going to have is here is on that. earth mm-hmm. because yeah. ultimately God is, is patiently waiting until the day when his judgment will be poured out onto them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, we see in Israel's, you know, um, basically situation that they are sojourning. They don't have a ton now, but, but this is just a passing through their way to where God is eventually going to give them, which in the old Testament is Canaan, but is, is just a type of the new Jerusalem in in heaven. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. us as Christians, we look around, and it seems like evil people are prospering and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're becoming rich and they have great mansions and all these. I mean, you, you look at people like, um, some of the richest men in the world that that have gotten there by stepping on people and being um, selfish and and being greedy and and you're like well you know how how does that work in a, in a way where God gives us everything well God gave him that right but that's all mm-hmm. he's ever going to yep. have because God is patiently waiting until his judgment will be poured out on him for unrepentant sin yeah. whereas for we eternity. as Christians um, are living oftentimes a meager life as we sojourn through this world into the, the promised land, which is, is heaven. So I, th- I found that interesting um, that it points out specifically that Edom had Kings and Israel didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought that was a good principle that's lying in the back there in that text. What's fu- I got a bonus episode for us. Whenever okay. well, once we're done, you got to remind me because like, I've been thinking about it all week. Okay. So, all right. But uh, yep. Uh, the father of Edom is basically in, Thirty-six forty-three. It says there, uh, Magiel and Iram. They are the chiefs of Edom. That is Esau, the father of Edom, and that's where it ends. And that's what yep. we see. And then we move on to thirty-seven. Joseph's yep. dreams, which goes back to Jacob and his twelve kids, which is is now he has been renamed Israel. And we see yep. here the the mm-hmm. heads of the twelve tribes of Israel, which are the twelve sons of Jacob. And so um, here we get introduced to one of my favorite characters from the book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. which is Joseph. I think Joseph is such a wonderful type of Jesus. Yeah. So we talk about typology, how you have the the type, which is like a shadow of something, and then the antitype, which is like the fulfillment of that shadow, the true thing. Um, And so all throughout the Old Testament are types of the New Covenant, New Testament, kingdom Mm -hmm. come, thing right Right. um just like canaan is a type of of heaven of promised land so joseph here is a type of jesus in so many ways Mm -hmm. um so it starts out here and we just see um jacob was living there in the so once more he's sojourning there in the land of canaan he's living in canaan um and and joseph is a young buck 17 years old right he's he's not the youngest but he's like the second youngest son so he's out there working, right? He's uh, I found it interesting that he he was he's out there pasturing with his mm-hmm. his son his brothers, right? Um, and and so Joseph brought a bad report of his brothers to their father. So he's like, "Listen, Dad, they're being wild. The boys are out there being wild. <laughs> they're not they're not shepherding like they should. They're fooling around out there. They're doing all this stuff." So he runs and tattletales on his brothers, right? Which would make me mad yeah. as a brother. I'd exactly, be like, and that's what, what happens. Right now, now we also see here in verse three that Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. It was his prized possession because he was the son of his old age. He was once more one of his last sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so other than Benjamin, I think is the youngest. Mm-hmm. So we see here that, that Jacob loved Joseph more than the rest of them. 
Right. So I don't know how that may have manifested itself, but that probably also stirred up he his brothers that, to be mad. He got that coat of many colors. Right. He got that coat of many Dad's favorite son is going to go tattle on him. Exactly. Like, yep. So brat. <laughs> so then he also, his father makes him a coat of many colors, like Dolly Parton. Which just sets um, him apart even more. Exactly. Because yeah. he's wearing this robe of many colors and he sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. Because they're probably all wearing like bland yeah. grays and brown. Brown. But... Of course, Daddy's favorite. He gets yeah. to wear the cool stuff. Exactly. <laughs> the heck, bro. So he's out there looking swag and a lot his, of resentment is yeah, being built word. up here. He's out swag. there looking swag wow. in his in his robe of many colors. <laughs> and then it says here in verse four, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him. They could not speak peacefully to him. Yeah. They hated him. And so because they hated him, they treated him mm-hmm. very poorly. As such. Yeah. Very poorly. They could not speak peaceably to him. I'm sure they, they talked about him behind his back. They talked to him to his face. They just downed him, right? So what does God do? God picks the most unlikely and hated person to, to work save through the whole everybody. Okay, so everybody. he chooses Joseph, and Joseph has a dream. Now, Now, just picture this, okay? You have a brother who your parents love more than you. They give him swag coats and everything. Hey, this is real life for he me. Runs, no, I'm just kidding. He <laughs> runs and he tells on you that you were fooling around. Okay. Then he comes and he tells you that he had a dream where you bow down to him. Right. <laughs> okay. Screw so, you, dude. Dude, so I would Joseph, be mad. So Joseph has a dream. Wouldn't hate, but. Joseph has a dream. And, and, and this dream is, is that he um, sees... That they were binding sheaves in the field, him and his brothers, and behold, his sheaf rose and and stood upright, and the sheaves all around him bowed down to him. His brothers' sheaves bowed down, and and what does Jacob do with this dream, or Joseph? What does he do with this dream? Instead of keeping it to himself, he runs and tells he his brothers, <laughs> "Hey, listen, dude, I had a dream, and all y'all bowed down to me. Actually, we had these random floating things of wheat, and and yours bowed down to mine, and so they're yeah. like." Um, are you going to reign over us? They're so like, they no. So they hated him, him even more. <laughs> so they really hate this guy. So what does God do? Gives him Gives another, another dream. dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, I think this is cool because we know it happens to Joseph. Yes. Like his brothers sell him into slavery and then later on God uses him to save his whole family. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. But I think it's cool that God gives him these dreams, which then drive their hatred of him which then drives their selling him into slavery, which then drives him saving them. So God is using his their sin. sovereign means to make come about yeah. right. his purposes, right? So I think that's cool. So he dreams another dream, and he's like, Behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him, saying, What is this dream? Shall I and your mother, and which that was the sun and the the, the moon and then the mm-hmm. stars were his brothers um, bow ourselves to the ground before you and his brothers were jealous of him but his father kept the saying in mind okay so Jacob kept it in his mind okay but all the brothers just hate him mm-hmm. <laughs> they hate him for all this hoopla that he's doing right and going tattletelling and getting cool robes and getting and all these dreams crazy about dreams and so so yeah so then his brothers are jealous of him mm-hmm and then, and then we move on where basically we see what happens because of that hatred, the sin that they commit. So they, 
they continue on. Uh, basically, his brothers go away, and they're pasturing the fields uh, kind of far away at Shechem. And they said to him, so um, basically, I think Jacob, right? He tells Joseph, he's like, hey, go now see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock and bring me word. So he sent from the Valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And so whenever, basically, Joseph is coming up to his brothers now. He's, he goes to this far away place, you know, away mm-hmm. from his father, the people who actually love him, and going to those brothers who, like, absolutely hate him. And they see him coming. And they're like, hey, before he comes here, we need to basically kill our brother. <laughs> like, all of them band together. and They're they just conspired like, against him. Yeah, they conspired against sure. him. Which trying to get things, him killed. Two things I find interesting in this part are like, why was he not in the field to begin with? Like, he's just chilling at the house, and all the other brothers are out there shepherding the flock. He's daddy's favorite. Yeah. Maybe up there. Yeah, but like, they already hate you, bro. You better right. go help you them. Go, right, for real. So he's just chilling at the house. And then he goes, and then and then they're not where they should be. They're like goofing off. They're not in there. the pasture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, as Chase as Chase pointed they're out, out like, there they see him coming. Yeah, they plotting. conspire. And so then we see Reuben. He's like, Nah, boys, no, let's not do that. All right, let's not kill him. Reuben is the voice of reason. <laughs> the let's whole not time, kill him, but and, like, let's hurt him anyway. Yeah, yeah, let's just throw him in a pit. <laughs> yeah, let's. So, he's like. <laughs> But the thing was, is Reuben does that because later on it actually says he was going to go and, and him rescue yeah. him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't know if Reuben was just like, all right, he needs to be punished a little bit, but I, I totally get that, but we're not going to kill him. So he's we're trying to save him, him here. Yeah, because his brothers are trying to kill him. So <laughs> Reuben well, says, literally, shed no blood. Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness. <laughs> let's teach <laughs> like, him a lesson. Great alternative. Well, like let's teach him a lesson. Let's throw him in the pit for a little bit. Let's scare him. Right. You know. And then so punk. So Reuben. So they basically took him and threw him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. So basically, they didn't kill him. Then they sat down to eat. <laughs> so they go to eat, and then um, oh, and they took feeling, his robe. They took his, good about they the took robe. his dope like, robe. Yeah, we're famished from all this. Uh, Screwing our brother up, so let's uh let's go t- let's go get a bite to eat, boys. Yeah, so they get a bite to eat. We've done good work today. And so Reuben's obviously not here right now. So um because then Judah said to his brother, "What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh, and his brothers listen to him." So basically, that trader passed by the Midian tra- Midianite trailer or trader, and uh, they drew Joseph up, lifted him out of the pit, and they took him away. So then we see Reuben come back, and he's just like, all right, I'm going to get my brother out of this pit. Surely he's learned his lesson Yeah, he's time. learned his lesson, you know. I mean, Quit well, being a little twerp. Yeah, well, I'll take him away before, you know. the. Bo- and then he found out in verse 30, it says, the boy is gone, and I, where shall I go? And um, then they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, made it look like he got killed by some animal, like a, some wolves or something like that. And then, um, yeah, then they gave it to their father, and... They're like, look, something happened to Joseph. <laughs> he got jacked up by a lion. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so basically he identified it, said he's my son's robe. A fierce animal has devoured him, and Joseph, Joseph is without doubt torn to pieces. Yeah. Look, Dad, he got His jacked up. favorite son <laughs> is gone. You sent him off, Dad. We didn't We yeah. didn't see him the whole time, and he just... Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're coming back from, um, you know, fooling around and, do- I mean, uh, shepherding the flock. <laughs> Yeah. We we saw we, we saw Joseph our, got jacked. We up. threw our brother into a pit and then came back and he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't know what to do. And then uh, basically, I mean, 
Jacob has a huge thing here where he's like, all of his sons and daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted and said, no, I shall go down to Sheol to my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. So from this point on, Jacob, until he knows that Joseph is alive, will mourn for the rest yeah. of his life. He's going to go to Sheol, which means he will go to death mourning his son, mourning the loss of him. So I guess looking back on this, like some themes of 37 that I thought were really, what what was something that maybe kind of like stuck out to you guys or anything? The type of Jesus that is found in Joseph. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so what? The hatred. So, yeah. First of all, he came to his own people and his own people hated him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. His Jesus' own people hated him. The Israelites hated him. Just like mm-hmm. how his, Joseph's brothers hated him, right? Because he was the most prized by his father, mm-hmm. aka Jesus, the only begotten son of the father. Comes to his own people, is hated by his own people, is cast out down into a pit, right? Mm-hmm. By his own people. Mm-hmm. Left right. to death, killed for his own killed by his own people. Um I mean, you could go on and on about they the smallest blood. things. Yeah. They shed his blood. They took his cloak. They, everything, right? All these different things you could go on about. The the way that, um, you know, J- Israel reacts in mourning and, and the way that God um, forsakes Jesus on the cross and so on and so forth. And you could, I mean, you could go on, on and on. And I think it even grows all the more as we go into the, following chapters uh, i actually printed out a sheet but i don't have it with me that's like the i mean hundreds and hundreds of ways that joseph is a type of jesus Mm -hmm. so i think to me that's the biggest theme of joseph's story period is the ways he resembles in sunday school like back when i was in sunday school when i was a kid like they don't mention that they just they just tell this story as it is right and they don't Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat. Exactly right, and you don't like, that's hear not any what it's of the about. comparison to Jesus it's or anything. It's all like about that. Jesus. It's right. all a type of Jesus. Right. How many pieces of silver was Jesus by Judas? Uh, I think fifty. I can't remember. Was it? 20? I don't remember. Wait, was it twenty? I don't remember exactly. I thought it was fifty, but okay, it may be twenty. If it's twenty, then this is shekels, and mm-hmm. there's twenty pieces of silver. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but there, there are it's a still ton, silver. He got sold for a still ton got sold. of yeah. ways. Still got sold for money. So, yeah, a ton of ways. But I also, I mean, I see here too. I mean, obviously, there's favoritism. Like I, I, I noticed that as a beginning theme. Um, you know, in verse three, where um, Jacob loved Joseph more than his brother, and you see the sin that comes from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he's being favored. He's not being treated as the same. Uh, so, I mean, in God's providence, obviously, he's going to use the sin of Jacob to actually literally save everybody's butt. Right. But, I mean, you see the theme of... I mean, that's another that's another type, right? That the pe- Because they kill their brother, mm-hmm. in their mind, they killed him. He's yeah. good as dead. They just mm-hmm. sold him right. to slavery, right? So, in their mind, they just got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And that is what uh, inevitably saves them all. Yeah. Okay, from death. Mm -hmm. And so that's another type, right? Jesus came. His own people hated him. His own people killed him, thinking they they were rid of him. But really, that's the only way that they are shown grace to be saved Mm -hmm. out of eternal death. Yeah. Once more, right? Joseph is just the perfect type of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, definitely. And then um, 
I, I like how Reuben, I mean, because it says here, it says his all basically all the brothers, when, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him. But I, I love Reuben here where he's still the whole time, like he is trying to be loving. A little, to more, his, yeah. little bit more reasonable. Still hates him, but at the same time, not that much. Yeah. Not like, enough to kill yeah. him. I mean, well, not enough to, to, to actually save him because he knew what his brothers were going to do. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, him. he... he they throw him in the pit, and Reuben tries to go back and say, "Yeah, him. Reuben intended mm-hmm. to go back." Yeah, because it's either I feel like in Reuben's case, you're sitting there, and it's like, it's like either, all right, my brothers kill him, or I do this later, and then I'll just go in behind because he literally went behind their back and said he returned to the pit to go save. Mm-hmm. You know, like he basically mm-hmm. went to go back to grab him, and after his plan, you know, trying to save him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's that, which is really cool, right? Um, which I think there's a dialogue with Reuben. And Joseph Labor on in Genesis, which is really cool. But um, whenever he, they finally meet, again. yeah. But um, but yeah, I I do love what you're saying with just the so type much. and shadow of, and all it of only it. increases as we go mm-hmm. forward into the following chapters. Yeah, with how he acts and how he acts, how he the scenario he's put into, yeah, given a throne. Well, that's why saves them. Yeah, and on and on and on. That's what I love about Joseph. I mean, like somebody would straight up. Go into this circum like this situation here, they give up. That's yeah. that that's the difference between somebody who's truly been blessed by God and and their their heart mm. has been oh, yeah, changed. For sure. That in a circumstance where it's just sucky, they react. They just give up. Yeah. Well, no, they would react well. That they would react as as. A, oh, you mean somebody? somebody yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody right, like right, Joseph. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just so cool to watch mm-hmm. and just the the insane amount of. Like just what happens after this to bless everybody, you know, and right. the entire beginning, basically, right now of Israel becoming the nation one one day that it will become later on right. in the book. This is the beginning, the start of it, basically. So, yeah. so yeah, it's cool, good chapters, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot to talk about, Solid. and and once more, just continue to to look for those themes as we go into the next following chapters. Look for those themes of the types of Jesus. Look for those themes of, of um, you know, the whole family there of Israel and that dynamic, um, because that's what we and continue to think as we as we continue to study the Bible together. Um, for those, think about that theme of of the Israelites and Edom and and how God's providence works through mm-hmm. His people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. That's a good episode this week. You guys got anything else to add? I think that's good, man. No, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll Glad to be, uh, back. be back with you guys Lord. soon next week. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, we hope you Don't enjoyed go. this episode. Um, and we'll be back with you next week. Lord willing, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, follow the show on your favorite podcasting platform and connect with us on Facebook at Average Joe Theology. Mm-hmm.